Welcome to Salt Shaker 513 Podcast, where you will find devotions on a variety of topics along with teachings of biblical subjects to stir your spirit, encourage your spiritual growth, and infill you with the Word of God. Wherever you are, sit back and receive what God has for you in this message. You know, all week long, we have been, um, the team at Salt Shaker has been bringing the word to you how we do not act like the world. Um, Why? Why we don't act like the world? You know, we're called to be a set apart, a peculiar people. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Sean. Glad that you're on here. And so today, since um, tomorrow is is the well-known holiday of Halloween, we thought that it would be a good idea to share with you guys some history of Halloween. So many people do not know the root of Halloween, the origin, where it came from, why it was designed and designated to begin with. And so, you know, the the Word of God says that the truth will set us free. And so we have to know the truth of things. We we, we have to understand um, the details of what we're involved in, what we choose to allow into our lives. And so that's what I'm going to be doing with you guys. Good morning, Paula. Good morning, Xavier. Thank you guys so much. We love you all. We're so uh, blessed to be able to hang out with you every single day for a little devotion. And so I'm going to give you guys some some history. You're going to get a history lesson this morning. So bear with me. Um, It's good stuff. A lot of things that um, I only learned, actually, I went to a, um, it was like a a harvest festival a couple years ago at the river at Tampa Bay. And after all of the fun activities they did, they pulled everybody into a room and they taught them about why we do not celebrate Halloween as Christians. And it was so enlightening. And so I thought it would be a great thing to share with you guys today, especially with this week talking about why we don't act like the world. So the tradition actually started, it was an ancient Celtic festival and it was held on October 31st, which is when, you know, American culture celebrates Halloween. And so what people did was they would dress up in costumes, they would dance around bonfires and they did this to ward off ghosts okay this time of the year was also known to have the highest human death rate they believed that that night the boundaries between the living and the dead were blurred and they believed that the dead actually returned to earth so they went about that night causing all kinds of trouble, damaging crops. They relied on these spirits to uh, make predictions about the future. They uh, sacrificed crops and animals to the Celtic deities. That is how oh, the, 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 the holiday of Halloween was originally formed. So all of that we know are is demonic things, things that literally go against the word of God. And bear with me because I'm going to pull together all the scriptures showing you why these things that we I just read are not good. Now, by 43 AD, the Roman Empire had taken over the majority of the Celtic territory, and they had, you know, festivities and traditions of their own. So eventually, two of the Roman festivities merged with the Celtic one, and what they did was they actually worshipped the dead. They also worshipped the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. Now, her symbol was an apple, and that can easily explain the tradition that you and I know today as bobbing for apples, right? In the 18th century, Pope George III, he designated All Hallows Eve. Now that was the night before this long celebrated Roman and Celtic tradition, and it was meant to pray for the dead and to honor them. 
also known as Worship Them. Now that night later became known as Halloween that you and I know of today. So during, uh, after that, then now came the colonial times. And in the colonial times, Halloween turned into just activities um, like trick-or-treating, you know, festive gatherings, costumes, and things like that. Neighbors would share stories about the dead, you know, known as ghost stories. And they told each other's fortunes. Now, by the middle 19th century, Americans decided to join in on all of this. You know, it started over in Europe and Americans decided to join in. And what they would do is they would dress up in costumes and then they would go house to house asking for money and asking for food. And what happened on that night, in addition to that, is that young women believed that on Halloween night that they could divine the name or appearance of their future husband by doing tricks with yarn, uh, by pairing apples, and doing this thing called mirrors, all right? And in the late 1800s, there was a move in America to mold Halloween into a holiday about community get-togethers rather than about the ghosts, the pranks, and all the witchcraft. At the turn of the century, Halloween parties became the most common way to celebrate. Now today, Americans spend an estimated $6 billion annual dollars on Halloween, making it the second largest commercialized holiday outside of Christmas. Now I share all that with you so that you can see the tragic display of how the enemy gets in ever so slyly to desensitize something with such evil roots so that people will still give in. You know, Satan knows that all he needs is one tiny crack to get in and start perverting everything in your life. You know, you can mold Play-Doh into any shape that you want. You can make Play-Doh look like however you want it to look. You can get as detailed as you want, but at the end of the day, that's stuff is still Play-Doh. Now, American culture has tried to disguise evil from good since day one, and we all see where that's gotten us. So it's time for us as Christians to raise up a standard against it. It's time for us to not be deceived. We have to understand that everything in this life is spiritual. It is either godly or it's evil. There is literally no in-between. Ephesians 4.27 says, do not give the devil a foothold. That means don't give him room. Do not allow a crack at all in any area. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts and wicked wickedness in heavenly places. We have to understand that it's not just fun. Nothing is just something. It's it's always going to be godly or it's always going to be demonic. There, That's it. There can be no middle ground or no gray area. It's one or the other. And we have to realize that it's a serious matter. And the root of why something was created means something. It means something no matter how America has tried to disguise it. So we can't entertain activities that at their very source not only oppose the word of God, but does so so dramatically. So I'm going to share with you now some scriptures proving to you why Halloween is not just some sweet little holiday, but it's actually a demonic night set aside for a demonic purpose, no matter how it's been molded no matter how we've tried to disguise it. So while I read these scriptures to you, I want you to keep in mind all the details of the celebrations and history of Halloween that I shared with you a few minutes ago. The first one I'm going to share with you is Leviticus 19.31. Do not turn to mediums or spiritists. Do not seek them out to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. 
Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 12. There shall be no, not, there shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or, sons or daughters pass through the fire once or, or who use divin, divinations. Now we remember the young ladies thought they could divine the image or the name of their, their future spouse. And that's what this is talking about. No one should use divination one who practices witchcraft and one who interprets omens or sorcerers or one who casts spells or a medium or a spiritist or one who calls up the dead. For whoever does these things is detestable to the Lord. That is serious. Isaiah eight nineteen. When they say to you, consult the mediums and the spirits who whisper and mutter, should people not consult their God? Should they consult the dead on behalf of the living? He was asking that in the, in the aspect of no, clearly not. So I want you to go back, especially if you're just hopping on. If you missed, uh, the, the history of Halloween, I want you to go back and listen to it and listen to all of the intents, uh, of each celebration, um, from that holiday, how it was originated. And that you will find everything that I just read to you in the scripture, the things that I shared with you earlier about the history, will all be categorized as detestable unto God. We don't dress up and dance around a bonfire to ward off evil spirits. No, First Peter 2, 9 says, But you are not like that, for you are chosen people. You're a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he's called you out of the darkness into this wonderful light. We're peculiar people. Set aside. We're not to celebrate what the world celebrates. We're not to act like the world. We have been given authority of Jesus Christ living on the inside of us. We don't have to conjure up all this weird stuff. We can just say, in the name of Jesus, go. And then Satan has to go. We have to understand who we are. We cannot dabble in the evil things of this world and then expect godliness to operate in and through our lives. Mark 16, 17 says, these signs will accompany those who have believed in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. We have to be set apart. We have to stay set apart. Deuteronomy 14 says, 12 says that you have been set apart as a holy people to the Lord, your God. He has chosen you from all of the nations of the earth to be his own special treasure. All week long here on Salt Shaker, we have been talking about why we don't act like the world. First Thessalonians 5.22 says, abstain from the appearance, from all appearance of evil. James 3.11, does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? The answer is no. Matthew 6.24 tells us that no one can serve two masters. Either you're going to hate one and love the other, but it cannot be both. James 4.4 says, You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever chooses to be a friend with the world renders himself as an enemy to God. If we're to represent the living and the almighty God in all that we do and all that we say and in all that we are, then there's no way that we can dabble in evil and expect purity and blessings and the anointing and so on and so on and so on. Be encouraged. Stand firm for godliness in every area of your life. 
draw a line in the sand. There has to be a boundary. There has to be at some point as Christians where we say, I'm, I can't be, participate in that. I can't do that. Now listen, I'm not saying you can't, you know, my kids love to dress up. They love to, to pretend they're princesses and, you know, uh, knights and, and they love to do that. I'm not saying dressing up within itself is wrong, but it's the motive. It's why they were dressing up to ward off evil spirits. We have to know who we are. We have to know the authority that we carry. I'm not saying get to get getting together with your friends in the middle of fall is wrong either. It's not. But we have to make sure that we're not participating in the evil aspect of this day. It is not okay. We have to be set apart. We have to draw a line in the sand. I know that you've been encouraged today and I hope that I've shed some light uh, to you here on this this Halloween holiday so that you can make the best decision for you and your family so that you can stand up for truth so that you can stand up for holiness and godliness in every area of your life if you've been blessed by this share this this broadcast share this devotion um you know share it with your friends share it with your you know send a link to somebody if they're not on Facebook this goes out onto YouTube and other platforms so it's not just Facebook that that you have to share this on. And if you've been blessed by our daily devotions and you feel like that your life has gone to another level, there's a way that you can partner with us in the comment section below or the sorry, the description section below. There's all the different ways that you can give and partner with us. We have so many people that has partnered with us every month and it enables us to continue getting the word of God out. We not only send the word of God out every day in devotions, but we also feed the hungry. We literally have an aspect and a leg of this ministry who feeds the hungry people who are literally going without, especially during this time um, with COVID and everything like that. And so partner with us to help serve and love our people. You know, it's when we're loving other people that we're really loving God. And so keep that in mind. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you so much for joining us every day. Thank you so much for partnering with us. See you next time in the morning for another devotion. Bye-bye. We believe that message spoke to you today and will continue to have a lingering effect as you carry on with your day. Come back frequently for new messages and go and check out Salt Shaker 513 on Facebook, Instagram, and saltshaker513.com. You can also partner with us and all that God is doing on our website at saltshaker513.com. We love you and we look forward to spending some time together again soon.